Yeah, this is Mr. Brains. Paul Mwadib, walk on, walk on. Happy to be here still. So we're uh, we're here to sort of introduce ourselves, let you know uh, what got us into music, why we do what we do and, and why we love it. And why we do it together. I mean, why the fuck would we want to spend so much time in each other's company? Yeah, yes, that. We're going to kick off with our first bit that we put together. This is... This is after I sent, well, I didn't send him. Muadib turned up to listen to me one day in Shoreditch, turned up with some chick, and uh, and uh, I spun some things, and he's like, yeah, I'm on this thing. We're making some some FG. So first tune out of the studio uh, was a track entitled Connected. So tell us a little bit of what got you laying this down in the first place, bruv. I'm not sure if that's accurate. When I come to see you play with that Chris thing, who I'm actually trying to chase up recently still, because I waste. I look behind myself. I don't look forward. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I was more receptive to the thing when I heard you play a lot of that future stuff. But it was when we started to do the the daytime web thing together and you said, Rue boy, you need to sort your life out and do X, Y and Z. And I said I would do it as long as it sounded like the thing what you was playing then. And I think once, once I heard that kind of half step vibe and it was you could bring elements of that kind of bro step thing and that's when I started to really love it, get really excited by it and I thought, you know, it could be song driven and message driven as well as just snap your neck driven. Both of which, you know, all of which are as valid as each other. So that was the thing for me really still. So we'll expand on that a bit more going into the show. So this one, first one out of the studio, Ashlyn on the vocals, track entitled Connected. Hey, 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 hey. 
sent me the first iteration of this track and I could tell like it was getting there and it was on the way and it ended up being an absolute tune there's some beautiful elements in it what was your main influences would you say when you was putting this together fuck are you interviewing me for fam it's the other way around bruv I run this thing bruv I run this thing are you nuts blood I don't know really what drove me it was that it was that half I mean I think it's a lot of stuff I want to play later on that was really that was I was really feeling at the time actually to be fair Submerse was a big influence (laughs) not that that's not I'm banging to um, Symbols records in general although I don't think I got into them before that tune I don't know I I, I was influenced by the possibility of carrying through a big song and a big vibe um, and still being able to tear up a dance floor and obviously I'd worked with uh, Ash before I've got a bit of a history um, working with her and and, uh, I know she's receptive to pretty much everything and I thought yeah she'd be the ideal person to work with and get that proper that vocal down that wasn't too like oh I want to write a song with a verse and a chorus and a hook you know that kind of thing and just do what was required to get the right vibe in the place I think probably what was going through my head at the time bro yeah I mean the finished products I was I was really happy with I know we wrestled a lot on this one to get the vibe different you're from a bit of a different background from the tunes you've been making I had to bring my garage influence and there was, I think there was definitely an arm wrestle in the studio but then there was that one moment where we cut a few bits out I rearranged some things and we was both like there's the vibe and I think what we came out with I, I mean I, just, I still love this track every time I play it just, I get goosebumps thinking about it man it's like sick to be fair yeah I'm well proud of it I mean I know lucky what you're saying there yeah, was a mad wrestle in the studio and there was a point in time where I was thinking oh fuck are we doing the right thing by working together and that but to be fair like if it wouldn't sound like what it did if you weren't a part of that process and it was exactly what you just said cut a bit a few bits out added a few bits you know clean a few bits up and I was like oh shit that's what it should have been sounding like from before even like do you know what I mean and I understood and that was when I thought yeah no I've definitely done the right thing linking with bro otherwise it would have just been some washout thing differently wash out the type of thing that I would make and stand by but if I heard the next man do it I'd be like that's pussy or runnings though do you know what I mean so yeah uh, thanks <laughs> yeah, it was all good man I mean when I first heard it I said like it was it was sounding like early submerged to me is what I heard some of it and I was a bit like yeah we need to evolve this a bit and and that's how we came and 
And I think, yeah, I think for a first tune out the studio, I think that was a strong, strong, like, just approach of first run-ins. So let me just, you know, pass this this thing back over the net, as it were, and ask you, like, how, what got you into, because you're, you're into this thing, you're so passionate about what you do, you're so regular, like, if, right, like, I mean, you know, <laughs> luckily I'm not trying to be a DJ, so, like, I'm not going to sort of hurt up my career by saying I, I would never be as reliable as you for sub fm and all that kind of thing there'd be bare times when i'd just be like caked waved from the night before do you know what i mean and some bitches bed thinking oh yeah i missed my slot again do you know what i mean that kind of thing and you're you're a dedicated fellow what got you into music what got you so passionate about music because you're clearly you know a musician uh, when did that start bro uh, it's, it's, it's a good point i mean we've uh, chosen a bunch of tunes to go through to talk about our influences and what got us into this and the first tune i'm teeing up i heard on a nigel ben mixtape of all, of all things yeah nigel ben the boxer um he, yeah he mixed it into double 99 rip groove and it if Nigel Benz, listen, I don't think he's a dick. I don't think you're a dickhead, fam. Don't come and fight me and shit. Or if you do, bring a strally. <laughs> so, so, so I had this Nigel Benz mixtape and uh, and I heard this tune and I was like, oh my days, I need to be into this genre of music. It was near on 15, 16 years ago, this was. I was proper you and this is Rosie Gaines, Closer Than Close.
Yeah, that was the tune. Say Nigel Ben mixtape. So it was my dad's friend was friends with Nigel Ben or whatever, and he'd got into DJing and and he gave us this tape back in the day. It was an actual real tape, not one of these mixtape CDs nowadays or whatever they do. And yeah, that was the tune that made me go wow. I mean, that wasn't the first tune to get me into into underground music. I'll go into that a bit later on, but yeah, that was the one. And from there, um, I was just banging to my garage. Uh, I, I mean. What what made you recognise Garage as a stand-up genre? What was the first tune that got you there? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a that's a textured. Well, you you're gonna get a textured answer. Oh, by the way, is that did you call it? What did you call it? What music? What was the title? What do you call it? What do you call it? Right? What do you call it? No, you just use a catch-all term for when I said DJ music. You were like, nah, lock that off, lad. So I was gonna say bass music, underground. Right? Okay, underground. Yeah. Um. What was the first tune? It's a hard one. It's a hard one. I'm gonna confess. I like that Chocolate Boy tune when it first came out, and this is because, like, as you say, I'm from a very different background. So Chocolate was um like song song led, rather like the last tune that you just dropped, with, like which is like Memory Laneville, isn't it? But um yeah, it, it was very song driven. It was very it's very melodic. It was kind of sweet, and I, I, I quite like them qualities. So I would have to say Teardrops was probably the first garage tune I properly got down to. Um, but to be fair, that that just that just made me re- that just made me like I don't know I, I didn't think oh yeah the garage must be all right I just thought it was a one off like like a lucky coincidence that I happened to like that tune and it happened to be garage. It took a little bit longer for me to sort of recognise it as a genre, like a credible genre, like from a musical perspective as a musician as opposed to as a DJ because like you say we come in from pretty much opposite ends of the sk- scale but teardrops yeah teardrops is the rhythm that made me think oh shit yeah well that, that was the first garage tune i got down to and enjoyed yeah definitely yeah well teardrops is just cheese anthem that used to bang out like my local nightclub i know that that was a dance floor filler so let's whack that one on man but have you heard chronos how cheese is that man <laughs> <laughs> different cheese yeah cheese on cheese still <laughs> anyway yeah a bit of teardrops love station yeah
Yeah, so I, just listening to I haven't had that rhythm for a, a while. Just listening to that is exactly what I was saying. I think kind of illustrates. There's, there's there's a bit more. There's higher production values in that tune than a lot of the stuff that came before it. And this was just before the 98, 99 era when Garage was 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 uh, popular, was mainstream, became mainstream with that. Um, <laughs> that rhythm but you know it's catchy but fucking hell it's a, it's a nightmare isn't it um, but yeah I just I just think it just that was the forerunner of the era when Garage actually really thought seriously about its production values and it came through using the filter and then bringing the volume and the clarity back into the vocals dropping the rhythm in and out and stuff I just thought yeah 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 it's a, it's a very enjoyable piece of music choose us dude but enjoyable yeah I'm with you I get everything you're saying the main thing I'm sitting there thinking is I'm pissed I don't know where my vinyl is but uh, that's something I'll have to track down whenever I get a chance. Uh, the next one we're going to whack on is a tune that was, while I was bedding down in UKZ and, and getting into it, at the times when Freak FM used to be rinsing out and EZ was back on Pirate, I was probably about 15, 16. This tune used to come on all the time and my, it used to be out at my mate's brother's fiesta and this was the tune that would come on in the car and we'd be like, yeah, yeah, this track is hectic. Um, I think it's a bit too UKG bumpy-tastic for you, like, but um, we'll, have to, we'll have to see what you're saying about this one. This is uh, New Horizons uh, off of 500 Records. They were one of the biggest record labels back in the day. Uh, this is a tune called Find a Path in Your Mind. Yeah, that tune was was a massive part of my life when I was younger and even up until when I first started doing Pirate when the remix of this came out and I, and I could get the vinyl with the original uh, version on I was just over the moon and we still came this version it was like back in the day you could rinse old school every week and people would still be well receptive to it 
um, I'm a bit in trouble now where, where I'm always forcing myself to be as new as possible I, I, I lose out on a lot of the old stuff so listening back to this it's, it's great for me I think and this is almost going on a bit of a tangent though, I think that's a generational thing I think nowadays people are on anything that's fresh I remember exactly what you were talking about back in the day when it was like hardcore and 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 a uh, breakbeat and that kind of stuff. Like there was there were the people who I was hanging around with who was DJs and into that type of thing, and they played the same shit every week. And everyone would be like ringing in and like, do you know what I mean? Blowing up the phone, and and, and people would be like really receptive. Like you're saying, people would be receptive to so shit. Would stay if it was a banger, it's a banger forever. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I'm a bit of a believer in that still, but. I mean, all right, that tune was a little bit bum, uh, bumpy-tastic for me. And the first thing I'm thinking of is I swear down there's musical clanging. I mean, I know it's like it's all together and it's all quite well arranged and shit, but I'm like, I swear down no one knows where the root note of that tune is. And so it's a bit all over the shop in my head a little bit. But yeah, yeah, cool. Rhythm, whatever. Um, but yeah, when did you get into pirate radio, bruv? That's what I want to know. Like, how old was you? How did you get swayed in? Did somebody ask you to do something? When did you think, fuck, I need to uh, stop fucking up my mum's hi-fi and buy myself some decks? Uh, my brother actually got decks before me, which was a bit a bit oh, shocking. And then, uh, and then I got my own set uh, when I got about to oh, 15, 16. I think we went like four ways. Four of us went four ways in. On some second-hand decks, and we like we first tunes we was buying was like Johnny Biscuit records. Some treats you won't even know what that is, but that's, that's a tune. And get happy uh, with sounds of London, I think it was. Uh, there was some. I had a, a nice collection of vinyl when when we first got them. Uh, then, like the, I used to listen to Pirate all the time. Heartless Crew, Mission FM. That was the one when I was a youth. Like everyone knew Heartless Crew's lyrics inside and out. Um, there's two tunes I'm gonna play next now that probably I would have got from the Heartless Crew shows because just that was what I used to listen to week in, week out. First one is a man that you and I have raved to, Todd the God Edwards. Oh, the God. Todd reminds me of a girl called Sarah. Oh, I'm so in love with Sarah still. Bollocks, fuck my life. And that's not even the same gash I brought to that thing that we were talking about earlier. Fuck my life. Oh yeah, run it, run the rhythm, run the rhythm. <laughs> I'm a gash man. <laughs> Yeah, this one, As I Am, uh, sounds a one, Todd Edwards remix.
So that tune now, it's near on 20 years old. It's still, to me, it's probably my favourite Todd production of all, over all the years and it still sounds fresh as a daisy. Nearly as old as me, fam. I'll tell you what, though. Like, that's... um. That's one of them. You can just like I'm a big fan of Todd the God, and which is a bit fucked up as you will know, brains. I don't even really like Water the Floor stuff. It's a bit insistent. It's a bit like it's just like someone just the way I feel when I listen to it. Most Water the Floor is the way I feel most girls feel when they're getting the mediocre fuck. Just bash, 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 and they're checking back, looking at their end, checking their ends for split end. You know them ones there, looking at their watch, thinking, oh. What's- What's in the oven? I wonder if I could... Oh, he's done. Yeah, cool. I'm going to go and fucking flip that fucking turkey in the oven or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? I just It bores me. But Todd is genius. And the reason he's genius is because you can hear proper musicality in his music. He could proper musical... You know he's a trained something or other. Like, he's learned an instrument or something like that, which to me is shortcuts you to, uh, to, to, to the possibility of respect. <laughs> and you can see how him and MJ Cole and Manza EZ, like, who we've all... Like, all three we've raved to. I've even played for MJ in a sort of weird way um, for Laura Vane on one of MJ's productions with uh, Laura Vane and I put a band behind that thing the, the the showcase band if you like but yeah you can hear Adam Freeman have really um really helped to define the, the and crystallise the sound that is Garrett that everyone recognised that doom doom you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's that recognisable vibe. Yeah, man. Big big fan of uh, Todd the God still. Yeah, obviously, we all know Ezo is a massive part of pushing the new music. And yeah, MJ, Todd, they are the, the cornerstones of UKG, the, yeah. the basis of the sound. And EZ was the, the vessel that they were delivered through, definitely. I'm still a big fan of him to this day. But going back to my youth and the crazy heartless crew and, and the mad absolutely good, you know, was like they're just that was the, the phrase you used to shout in school all day long. This tune that I'm gonna play you now was one of my first favourite two-step joints uh, by a man that I became friends with in in uh, in, in 2011 or whenever um, when he was on Sub FM. Uh, he's a legend, and this tune, say, just reminds me of my youth and the Heartless crew. Uh, this is a track entitled So High by the DEA Project. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got me so high, so high.
yeah, with Bushkin and Mighty Mole riding that rhythm, uh, it was sick. Now, unfortunately, they're beefing and they're not even together anymore as a group, the HLC, but that's just, it's massive UKG history. They were the ones that used that brought so many people to the sound. Um, and just Mission FM, you couldn't really test them because of them at the time. Uh, I mean, I'd listened to a lot of pirates, but HLC had the biggest show and that tune, that one, when I went in the shop and I was like, have you got show high? And they was like, yes. That was, man, best white label I picked up, like, ever, I think. And, yeah, that tune was worth a lot of money until they fucking repressed it about five years ago, and now it's worthless. But it's just, let's say, there's so much memories on it. I mean, that's probably the first time you've heard that track. What do you reckon? Don't think it is the first time I've heard that track. But, yeah, you know what? It's minimal, and which is pretty much completely opposite to me. I just want to layer it up, which is a weakness of mine, I might add. Um, yeah, proper minimal, which means that you have to be really on point with your drum mixing. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it's, it's a rhythm still. It's a rhythm still. So yeah, I mean, when we when we went for the the, the minimal savage bassy vibe, we came out with a track. We was we was listening to people like Burial and Shlomo. Shlomo is not the one to be listening to when you're just crowed off your tea. Blood, no, it's not. Cause you just know Shlomo is just fucking scary. It's terrifying. He, he's a don, absolute don. And uh, Burial, a little bit indulgent, but yeah, massively introspective. Quite similar, but just without the terrifying element. It's it's deep and really image led. It just you just you're just in another world of being te- you know led through someone else's dream. Bad man runnings, but yeah, Shlomo just teeth terrifying rhythm and that should have been on the playlist teeth should have been because really the next tune is a rip of teeth i've got to say it now it's just i was teethed off and crowed out and i was scared and i had to put this rhythm down for remember i had to put this rhythm down for a bit because in the first instance some of them um i did a lot of uh wav um manipulation and i made some mutant sounds from this that the other feedback like you know, I, I didn't go into the, the box of samples. I went crate digging. I was really kind of, I was on some architecture thing. And I scared myself, man. I scared myself uh, off this tune for about a week. I was obviously crowed off. And I just thought, no, I can't return to that. And I let it, you know, rest for a week or so. And then I come back to it and then I was into it. I'd gotten over the fear. And then I lost the vibe because I was less crowed off. Um, and this tune, tune took a long time to distill, but yeah, glad we stuck to it. Yeah, it did. It took some to and fro in, and and I mean, I think when we laid the strings down, it was a bit like, oh, hang on, should we even be doing strings here? And then, then we sort of we played with it a bit, and after a bit of structuring, and then just getting back into the vibe and getting that sample on top of it, and it just we ended up with was a savage tune, I say, which I. I I really enjoy listening to and a lot of people have said that it was the standout tune from the first EP. Um, I've had a lot of the standard garage peeps talking about yeah Kronos is the one but all people that are not really maybe into the garage sound or they love a bit of burial and they love a bit of slow-mo they, they say this is the favorite one off the EP so this one is the journey outbound and return.
vibe onto that one that one is, it's still still feeling it now after after yeah well, what we've done that a couple of months ago now i ain't heard that tune in time i was saying to you before we we uh set up for this thing i haven't heard that tune. i i, I launched that tune i skipped through i'm like oh fucking hell it's that one yeah fuck it keep it moving but i i, I got a um a little confession the uh the choir 
They're like, that evil sounding shit. Yeah, that's actually a slow. That was uh, Kate and Will's wedding, right? <laughs> and uh, it's Le uh, Something, Le Mord Something or other. And it was composed by one bad man. I don't help no one, but if you um, if you if you YouTube search Kate and Will's wedding and it's a it's a choral it's a choral thing and I, I just I just ripped that straight out of YouTube and slowed it down and made it that for me got me reinterested in the tune when when I when my crow fear had, had dissipated and I just I wasn't really in the vibe and I thought oh maybe this is just gonna be one I'm gonna have to park and I heard that and I was like oh shit and that was all it was missing it needed that element that sinister thing but really the song. That sample is a love tune and was played at a wedding. And it's a be- beautiful, it's not the sinister thing. When people, look, but certain men listen to it and they're like, blood, are you on that devil tune? Are you on that darkness tune, though, fam? And I, it's not really, it's, it couldn't be more, more, more wrong, really. It's, that is the most ironic sample out of everything we've put onto a track. And I remember when you showed me it and I was like, I remember your face where you was properly into the, oh, this is fucking sick. What note is that? I don't even know what note that is. That's what you were saying at the time. What voicings are that? Oh, bloody, it was cold. That brother, whoever arranged that choral, that choral uh, presentation, that choral perform, cold-hearted. Some of the harmonies, man. I all thinking about it. I'm not even here at thinking about it. I got goosebumps, rude boy. It's terrors. Well, say it did. It turned the tune around, and and that was the finished product. And yeah, very worthy of the track two on the EP. So. You got. You talked a bit earlier about what got you into DJ music or underground music. <laughs> so shed a bit of light on on what properly got you started on the electronic thing. Yes. Uh, long story short, high contrast. Um, what we do, and I think it was because um, I always perceived myself to not be a fan of drum and bass, uh, and I thought it was a it was a bit insistent, it was a bit aggressive, and it just completely lacked any kind of enough and melodic enough melodic content for me to really give a shit but um i heard i heard high contrast and he he educated the nigga still because you know um what we and it's very sample based and very song driven it's actually quite happy as well but when i first heard that and I, all now i'm thinking about it um i was a youth at the time still and i, I just I can't even tell you now how I came across that rhythm. It was some accidental internet searching, line wire downloading type of shit. And I, just, I stumbled across that tune. And when I heard that, I thought, that, that day I became a drum and bass fan. I was searching for everything I contrasted. I was banging to hospital records. And I became a liquid fan from that day, which up until very recently meant that you just like the pussy old DMB. But yeah, run the rhythm, run the rhythm.
allow it. Are you crazy? I remember going, making a massive, massive, massive mistake. I won tickets to uh, go and see High Contrast's um, double, e, double LP release with bare B-sides and remixes and all sorts. And it was a, a bit of a an inauguration thing of, oh, we're crowding him the King of Liquid. And he just put out another, which is just a rehash of shit he already put out. But I was mad hyped to go to the launch. I don't know if you remember this. And I won the tickets. And uh, and you was willing to come. And I was like, no, nah, let me take the BM. Yeah, I took the baby mother. And it was one of the most miserable evenings of my night, of my life ever, bruv. Miserable. Miserable. Got into conversation with one gash on the way home on the bus. And it was even made even more miserable because she starts screaming. Why are you trying to diss me in front of people? Trying to fucking talk to this bitch? And she trying to... I think me and the gash swapped numbers still because... No, but it wasn't that. No, you're laughing. It wasn't that. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, no, we'll link up tomorrow. It was like uh, she, was, she was trying to find her way to more drum and bass. I was playing her drum and bass out of the phone. And I was playing her high contrast out of the phone. She was like, where do I get to hear this? And we was in Shoreditch. So I was like, she's the fucking corner, bitch. And like, because I was trying to show her where and we swapped number card of that thing, then, yeah, I was even more in the doghouse. But she just made the evening so fucking much. Sat in a corner, sour face. I was thinking, oh, fuck it. You know, people were walking past the bitch looking at her, what, thinking, what the fuck is this bitch doing here? Why is she here? But yeah, I, I, that aside, it was actually a hectic evening that I didn't get to enjoy, but it was hectic. And yeah, he's a, he's a don, absolute don. Glad you ran that rhythm. Uh, yeah, my affinity for drum and bass was is is hip hop bass. I think probably uh, the source. Because uh, you halftime DMB, it's Spitterville, isn't it? It's just Spitterville. Yeah, and it is hip hop. You, you double time hip hop, it's drum and bass. I like. And I know a big influence of drum and bass is like um, Ragga and Jungle and stuff like that. Obviously, it's you know kind of reggae influence like dubstep. But fuck all that. When you halftime it and you got an MC, murders. Because my original, original, original DJ slash bass slash underground music. And whenever anyone says underground to me, I think of hip hop. I'm a hip hop head. Massive, massive, massive hip hop head. Because of that, I've got to play a tune that pretty much encapsulates the type of hip hop I listen to, the vibe, the attitude, even down to the production. And hip hop production is simple as you like it. And it's very DJ led. It's all about cutting at the right place and dropping it back in so that people can snap their necks and go mental. I present to you Ghostface Killer from the Wu-Tang Clan. Mighty healthy nigga, are you crazy? Rhythm. Run it, run it, run it. My God, so they are killers. I've heard lots of people say once a man's a killer, they just keep on killing and killing. They sort of develop a taste for blood. Yeah, that's right. They kill one man or kill ten. It's all the same. After all, both hands clusty, chilling with my man Rusty, low down, blew off the burner, kind of dusty, the world can't touch, ghost purple tape, raid co-host, Monty Hall Expo, intellectual retro, sun's trifling, fuck, wildflower on the cycling, picked up the broom, thought I was Michael in West Brighton pool, now I'm into iron duels, turn us to earth, whoopee, she out of law school, inhale, great piece of hell, A your life repel, parallel, Doris L9, you flash the burn cell, snap at a Candyland kid, the old rumor is black become immune to shit We never did like eating dead birds Trust the pharmacy over herbs Men marrying men ill They got the urge Post off scissor hand Wig vanished in the winter Living off land You got them right I fuck fans King me Check checkmate Props like the Michael Chip founder Neck to neck stock with Bill Gates now When we hug these mics we get busy Come and have a good time with G.O.D. Make you snap your fingers or wiggle Like Ted Koppel, rifle expert, let off the Eiffel, burn a flag in your grass, spiteful, ring leader, 
be the guard staff move Every switch like Mimax Smash the big boy, totaled it Will shot Fairfax, sun beaming Wifey on the beach, sipping Zima, Wubinos To Latinos, we lust Alina overnight Guard schedules, FedEx Pretty solo at Velvet Nights DNA scroll genetics, too hot To handle one thought from scrambling The mandolin, honey game, Will Chamberlain Smack him, say when, he rolling up Face wrinkled up, hands is on his nuts Yo kid, stop fronting on the ground Before you get touched, it's Canada Drive Seth, with a lost son, we won't ride We want it so bad, we might cry on breath control. So it's the first thing you must learn. Fortunately, it's easy. You'll soon learn. Praise is bedding because I'm just screaming out the lyrics like, like I haven't heard that tune a million times. But I think it serves my point. Double time that. It's drum and bass, bro. It's a no-brainer. And I have to say, that's that's what... Um, when I heard first heard Grime, Big Up Wiley, no doubt, Big Up Wiley. That's probably, without Grime and Man Like Wiley, I probably wouldn't be doing this either because it, it made, it, it took Garage and made it spitter-centric. So I'm a mad fan of Grime, I can't help it. Even though them man there trap bare ignorance and foolishness. I can't, I'm, when I hear man, things like Blue Coo, Blue Coo, I'm, I'm going crazy. I, I, no, no disrespect to man, but like he's not a lyrical MC for me where I could get down to what he's saying semantically, but you're not Blue Coo, Blue Coo in fabric. Just before Christmas with that fucking New Zealand cat blood that was hard, just licking peng out of her gums, listening to Bluku Bluku. That's how I want to live, blood. Seriously. So because of that hip-hop-led garage, which is grime, that, that really big, 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 in a big way opened up the door for me still. I think that's the one place where me and you just don't see eye to eye as hip-hop. It's like, yeah, I get down with some grime hype. I get down with some garage hype. Not as much as I did in my younger days, but <laughs> but hip hop's just, I, I don't know. I, I love music and a lot of the time I prefer flow to the actual words. So I'll listen to something and the way that it sounds going with the music sounds better to me than actually what they're talking about. It, I mean, uh, the, there's certain tunes that you'll sing along to. You've picked one of them for later on uh, from Fella, but like most most time I'm more in this, the, the sound of the music. Um, but we go back to the roots, like my roots. I, I, I said that Rosie Gaines was my garage thing, but when I was about 13, maybe 12, 13, one of my brother's friends turned up and he's like, oh, have you heard Weekend Rush? And I said, what the hell is Weekend Rush? And he's like, oh, it's some radio station that comes on at the weekend. This is my first exposure ever to pirate radio. And I'm a bit like, oh, right, that's cool. And he's like, listen to this tune. He put this tune into the tape player, once again, back to the TDKs. Press play on it, and I was like, oh my god, you mean there's music outside of the pop charts that sounds like this? From that day, I was into the underground. And this is the tune that done it for me. It's a track entitled, I Need Your Lovin' by NRG.
blood, I've got to rate you for playing that differently. I think that's where we our beginnings overlap because, like I was saying back in the day, uh, when when I when we were talking about pirate radio, you know, bangers were always bangers. The people who was on like pirate radio, spinning and DJing, and then that kind of arm of my my, my crew of the time. I wasn't as into hardcore and everything, but that's what they was into. That's what, and the other group of us was listening to hip hop, and that was it. That's kind of where the divide was. But this just brings me back, and there was always there was always overlap tunes, like the tunes that we would be liking, that they'd be like, "No, that's cold." We even kind of spin that every now and again when we can get away with it, and 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 we used to get them to make mixtapes of what they were spinning in their radio shows, so we could bust that when we were sitting down and banning that all together and stuff. And that was one of the biggest tunes ever. That was such a tune. Yeah, I've got to rate you for that. I didn't even know you were into them kind of breakbeat things there, blood. Man, it's just, it's a, it takes me back to being a, a proper, proper you. Uh, that, you know, that break, the, the breaky sound there, you got like a, that was just the foundations really, just before Jungle when it all got sped up a bit. Um, this is sort of where, where it was all coming from. And that was what got me into the underground music. And when someone showed me about Pirate and this tune and they tried telling me it was them shouting one, two, three, four in the background. And I was a you and I was like, oh, is it? But uh, I didn't obviously know any better. Um, but that tune, absolutely sick. And yeah, I mean, say this was just before it all went into Jungle and, and I was bang into my Jungle when I was a youth. And, and obviously since then, Jungle's been massively updated and, and we now roll with a lot of liquid DMB. So I, like, Murdib was the one that sort of exposed me to hospital records and, and the liquid thing. And he's a bit like, yeah, check this shit out, listen to the music and so on. And and I know there's one man that you have a lot of respect for on that label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tweet at him now and again, and I like to imagine that he gives a shit and that we're mates. We're not, and I don't think he uh, considers me on any level. But yeah, Lon- uh, London Electricity, big. And I found him pretty much straight after High Contra, obviously. Um, yeah, massive amount of respect for him on every level, blood. I-, I think he. And the thing is, like, when you when you look at hospitality as a rec- uh, as a as a, uh, a hospital record, sorry, as a label, and hospitality as an evening, and a whole vibe and everything that they bring, like they bring all that music, that's valid too. And I think a lot of genres, when niggas like me walk in talking about, oh, I don't think uh, the seventh interval in that particular chord pattern is really gonna uh, bring out, you know, the vocals in that track. I think they're kind of clashing, really. Yeah, but niggas aren't trying to hear that shit. And they're like, oh, you know what, you're that type of, but fuck off, please, I beg you, don't get involved in this thing. Uh, but you know, uh, do you know what I'm saying? But they bring that in. They, they, that's valid to them, man. There, they bring every everything in that can make the song as as bad as it can be. And again, it's very song led and stuff, very lyrical. And uh, yeah, big fan of London Elect. Uh, just one second. Remember when I first heard that tune, and I just I was listening to it for about a month, solid, no lie, a month, bro. That's what made me think not just oh, I really enjoy this music, but I have to make it. I have to make this music. And that's got to be the difference between High Contrast and London Electricity for me. High Contrast, I was happy to just listen to. London Elect, I had to, I was like, no, I've got to do this thing. Got to do this thing.
I can see instantly why you're into that. It's got like loads of non-standard drum and bass elements in there with the guitar, and, and it's a lot more musical and the vocals. Charming, isn't it? Uh, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's got a vibe to it, man. Like, London Electricity is sick, but I, I completely get why that is a bit of you. I remember the first, when I first started trying to give you little, and you were like, nah, blood, it's cheese step, pussy, or run a pussy, or pussy. Or. But no, to be fair, like, you're right. I, I, I've just realised that's Esma. <laughs> she's never been, I don't know, know if she's been credited on that tune, but that's Esma, who uh, more recently has done more tunes with London Elect, all of which are bad. Um, I think the most, most about that, there's, it's a progression. There's a chord progression. To me, that's big. I, I, I kind of, that's a big element of what I'm looking to listen to. But, you know, like the proper drum and bass element, the drums, the drum programming on that is just mental. Obviously, he's got some good samples and stuff, but he's really gone in, cut some stuff, up take And I've got to say, someone who's not on my playlist and I kind of regret not being a new tone, the way that nigga chops up drums is just horrible. And I'm, as a drummer, them two are massive influences on my drum programming, to be, to be fair. And I think I learned a huge amount by just closing my eyes and ignoring every other element in their tracks and just listening to how they're just thumping out drums. And, and, and again, it goes back to why they're probably the difference between, you know, High Contrast, who's very sample-tastic, vibe-tastic, big, 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 awesome. But then when they go into detail and that's what really gets me going, yeah. So I think there's another tune on the list. Segways perfectly, doesn't it? Esma, good old Esmeralda again. Um, not only is she beautiful, like ridiculously beautiful in a in a non-conventional way and you know that's me fam different but uh all like a, a song writing and you know english in her first language is non-petent uh so another tune we're going to introduce london electricity again love the silence featuring esma el morale and uh, as yeah her yeah her you know what i'm talking about shit run the tune
This tune's definitely cold, and, and I, I can get why you wanted Ash to be on Connected because it's just like it's that non-standard. It's not on, just it's not an R&B vocal, is it at all? It's just like she is. She's got a wonderful voice, and it's just it's, to me, it's non-conventional. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, you, you ain't never gonna hear a voice like that on no one else, and and, and that's that's the, what I would say of Ash. That's what attracted me to. Well, that's that's a, that's a light, and the whole Ash story is actually uh, an anecdote of its own. But yeah, musically, that's what attracts me to Ash. Now you, you're never going to hear a vocal like that. It's not that bog standard R&B style, like vocalist who probably does shit loads of cabaret and function gigs, just like whacking out some soul style bollocks, some like some generic like love tastic shit. She's got some things to say. Hold my eyes so I can see in colour. Are you crazy, fam? Bitch don't even speak English properly, but she's delivering a message via our language better than most of our lyricists can do. Amazing, amazing. I want to hear much more from her and um, London Elect in the coming years. Um, uh, bit of an aside, and uh, no joke thing, if Esma Morelda w- wants to settle down, uh, call a nigga, I'm not even joking. And he's, com- he's completely serious. I'm serious about this thing. If she wants a serious grown man ting looking to settle down and uh, multiply, call a nigger. She. So yeah, so new school drum and bass for you is very much on the on the liquid ting. For me, one element of the new school drum and bass I love, I, I mean, I love New Jungle, which is more 140 and it's still quite hard, still using quite a lot of arm end breaks. I love hard bass and... It's a bit of a guilty pleasure to like some drum step. I'm like, drum step is, I know it's abhorred by many and it's, it is terrible. But this next man, it's a tune that I showed you. It's a tune that you loved. Um, it's sick, sick drum programming and it's an angry tune. I can't listen to this without pulling a face like I've just stepped in something and I want to punch someone. That's, <laughs> that's the only description I have for, for what this tune makes me do. Uh, it, Rezo is such an animal on the bass and this is a tune entitled War Machine.
no. How are you going to make a tune like that? Blood, yeah, I remember that. That's like Skrillex with a pair of nuts. And that's fucked up because Skrillex sounds like Transformers raping each other. <laughs> uh, how could you not have nuts in a scenario that involves rape? But I think this brother's come along and displayed to us like, nah, Transformers ain't got no nuts, room. Boy, are you crazy? That tune is horrors, blood. Yeah, I mean, let's say that's the, that is the new side of DMV that's stinky. I don't think I've ever heard it out in a club somewhere, but it's just it's nasty and. I mean, we were just vibing then hard to that one. Very like, hard. We nearly broke shit. Yeah, we definitely nearly broke shit in here. And uh, yeah, I mean, that tune is just, it's too much, man. Rezo, what are you doing? You're crazy. You're crazy, blood. There's no need. There's no need for horrors like that. It's not for kids. That type of shit's not for kids. They'll hurt themselves getting down to shit like that. Uh, but yeah, still staying on this very, I call it future drum and bass. It's a future movement. And I think that's where, you know, I think that's where the conversation's got to go, at least. We do future garage. And I think all the sort of, the forward-thinking people from all the genres, I think, are very receptive to what each and other one, you know, each other's doing. I think one of the people who's really pushing out the boat for um, hospital records at the moment, and I think everyone at hospital probably agree with me. That sounded like I think I know them man there, didn't it? <laughs> Would be next guy. This brother is just cold because he's not scared to do things that aren't traditional and don't sound like what people expect to hear when you're saying oh, I'm a drum and bass producer. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, uh, Net Sky, come alive, please.
that one's got a bit of a drum step vibe to it itself, really. I'd say it's like it's, it's got that slowed down, half steppy stuff, but it's still at 174 or whatever. Now, I remember when you showed me this video, and one of the things you said to me was, This needs to be our life, and obviously, that's a massive motivator for what we're doing. I'm gonna reveal something to you in the show, blood, because I feel like this has been a bit of a therapy session. I feel like we've been to couples therapy, real boy. That's what I feel like. I feel I found out some shit about you. You probably ain't found out shit about me. Car talk all the time, anyway. But I'm gonna say, say to you now what I really meant by that statement was I want to do that with you, blood, because I, I've done most of that already. Uh, well, I watch that video and I'm like, yeah, I know what that feels. Yeah, I know that shit. Uh, and I've voluntarily kind of walked away from that life for a little bit to concentrate on what we're doing and other things that shall remain unmentioned so yeah that whole having to that whole video when you're looking at it like that nigga's just trying to catch sleep before the next round of madness and i know exactly what that feels like and when you're doing that for months on the trot i just i just want to do that shit with you cuz that's what i'm saying this sounds like a love thing so let's change the subject what's next on the on the list this is another song that really where um it's video lit and this is one of the things i really like about bass music uh most of the time the videos uh, are very very creative they're not just like oh let's listen to the lyrics and then do a video that's pretty much based around a look that's a bit of a story around uh the semantic value and alert it's not that thing and they they get really creative with it and I, I, I most people don't unfortunately in most videos are shit and hip-hop unfortunately is responsible for the most amount of shit videos ever. This is a beautiful tune. Again, Net Sky, um, but uh, the video is cold-hearted, um, nearly as cold-hearted as the tune itself. Love has gone. a good sample led tune and, and the vibes on that one it's uh it's, it's awesome it, that, that's, a, that's a decent piece of new school dmb as i would classify it and yeah i'm i'm hyped that we're going to hospital this month if anything bro oh my days i just done a man wee when you just said hospital yeah we're going to hospital are you 
crazy. But yeah, I mean, you know, like you say, I, I like the melodic sample bass thing, and yeah, the, you know, the bass and the and the, the synths are, are sharing the frequency spread range workload together. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But the video, going back to the, the subject of, just reminds me of growing up in Catford. I know it's shot in, I think it's shot in Barcelona. Oh, I didn't grow up where that was shot, but it just reminds me, them youths there doing their thing just reminds me of growing up in Catford, brother. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Here's a, a more traditional piece of drum and bass, but uh, it's it's modern still, and it's a it's a it's a brother who's been really really successful of late and consistently successful is in terms of the mainstream, um, which a lot of time can you know I, I know there's split opinion on people like Pendulum where they they broke the mainstream and then people are talking about oh yeah well they're not really drum and bass anymore I remember when they used to be proper and um, there's there's been a few instances of the pendulum kind of vibe but DJ Fresh has always managed to stay strictly drum and bass I swear down I heard a kind of uh, bangers of last year on uh, I think it was T4 or Viva one of them dog shit channels there and this coming on I was like hang on a sec when is this? I'd never heard it before. I didn't realise the tunes were two years old. Never heard it in a club. Never heard it on TV, radio, anywhere. Um, gold dust. Nuts. Are you nuts, fam?
cold, 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 cold hearted. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of Raga, and I like how this is led by not someone who's big, and it's not an obvious vocal uh, for mainstream music. And it, it big Raga-led vocal track tune, just hard drum and bass, no fucking around. And uh, the video is a beautiful thing, just sh- you know, showing the the softer, lighter, smileier side of the hood. And every hood's got that. Every hood's got that vibe. Doesn't matter what them grind man there try and tell you. Oh, it's terrors every day and tears and blood every day. There's that, but there's love as well, you know. So uh, I think I think it's nice that that was acknowledged in that in that particular in that particular riddle. So with this, we diverted from obviously the 140 business, which is what well, that's mainly what I play, and that's what we're about. We've 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 clapped some super secret DMB rhythms that we've not put out yet, but we're 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 on yeah one 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 day they will see the light of day. But obviously we're we're 140 at heart now. I was thinking about when we was diverting from what we're traditionally into, i.e. DMB. And I started thinking about back to when I was DJing in the early 2000s and Garage got really hard and deep and I was loving the bass and then it went too dark and then it branched off into dubstep and dubstep was a boat that I missed and I sort of half wish that I was into it. I still don't vibe to it as much as I do to the standard Garage now, but it's a it's a scene that I wish I was more into at the time when it was breaking up and, and grime came out and some people saw grime as killing things and and the soulful side which I loved of garage was sort of going and that was when basically shit house came through into the mainstream and all the clubs stopped playing garage and they started playing funky house as it was known and there was a small period in in what I was doing where I thought I was going to become a house DJ it was uh, probably about six months to a year where I was only buying old school off of eBay. There was no new garage that I liked and it was like, well, hang on, there's this house thing here. And there were some big tunes. One of my favourite tunes, which I didn't put into the list, but I wanted to, was um, by real people called Butterflies. And there's a remix of that, which is just uh, it's a beautiful tune. And I can't help hear that vocal and just melt, basically. It's such a gay thing to say, but it's like that is what that's what i loved and and the tune at the time that was probably my favorite out of all of them was by hard soul and uh, this rhythm when i used to hear it come on in a club i couldn't help but jump up and down and sing along as hard as i could uh this has got ron carroll on the vocals and uh, it's called back together again
One of the things I, I, I got talking, you know, on the subject of house music, the only house music I've really got massive respect for is that soulful house, really, and because uh, it translates very quickly and easily. And I, I know it's four to the floor, and I'm not a four to the floor fan, generally speaking. But yeah, that's the that, that's one of the few types of house music I can really get down to because it translates very quickly to what I'm used to doing. That whole kind of you know uh, soul based R and B based session band kind of thing. And uh, that's a perfect example because they're clearly a live bass player. I swear down I know that nigga too, but that's a different conversation still. But um, yeah, mad, mad, mad vibes in that tune. And, and, and for me personally, it's, it's not just the vocal that brings that vibe through. It's that live bass thing as a human being giving emotional output to the musical part which is one of the elements I think is missing, massively missing in kind of club-led, you know, bass music. But we'll get onto that later. It's funny I should say that, but I don't put no dive elements in our tunes, do I? <laughs> Fucked. I'm just being a hypocrite. But <laughs> that brings back memories. Uh, Slick and Fresh, first birthday party when we put the radio ad out. Blood, that was one of the clips on it. Do you remember? When we chopped that shit together in, in the studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times, good times. That's another point where we always clash about why bass music and live music is different, but it's I think it's a different tool. I think it has a different job based on underground lead music. It is there to vibe to. It's there to be into a club and go mad to. And some people like that feeling outside of the club environment. That's why you get people listening to it offline, if you want to put that into air quotes. But like that's it's all I listen to, man. That is my life. That is what I love. So I'm always on this thing. So when we was going through what got us into this thing, there was uh, a Frenchman, I think, that was massive influence to what we did. One, two, three, MRK. Oh, Absolutely huge. And we didn't even put him on the playlist, which yeah, is probably, up. yeah, we fucked up. We definitely fucked up. So like, one, two, three, Merc, like you are a Don and apologies for not putting you on here, but you was a massive influence in the next tune. It was one that uh, Moore did went away and he, he started working on and, and when I turned up in the studio I was like what the fuck like yeah no, this is like this is different to the other two things and this is yeah this is me this is a bit of me and it probably took the least work out of the three if anything because it was there and, and you was I think by that point you were starting to get it so like it worked it worked really well part of that was I was crowed out of my fucking eyeballs blood uh, and I think it comes through in the track I just felt confident and it it, 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 um, it was just an extension of how I was feeling mad haps mad haps about Orpheus 
I think it was a Sunday afternoon. This is all Sunday afternoon. If you ain't in the club raving, this is Sunday afternoon music. After you've recovered and you're cleaning your house and you're trying to fucking sweat the remains of whatever you've been uh, getting down with um, the night before out of your system. So yeah, run the track, run the track. Kronos eats his children, use drugs with caution. And that was us, Orpheus LDN. Uh, that tune, it's, a lot of people have told me it's the standout one from the EP. I get people commenting on it. It's the one that gets spun the most, probably. And it's it's a vibe that I love. I, I, I'm guilty of playing it more than the other tunes on the EP because I, I enjoy it a lot as well. But it's it, it makes me happy every time I hear it. It makes me dance. And, and I hope that's the... I guess we made it, so that's why I get that feeling. But I hope that feeling is 
present in other people when they listen to it too. Yeah, I, I hope that feeling translates as well. It was very, it was very, very much a vibe-tastic, excited, happy, 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 joy, joy tune. Which is probably why it got the name as well. It was like, okay, all right, calm down, because, you know, a lot of that is the drugs. But um, I think, you know, that brings me back to the point. Like, obviously, I don't put, like, uh, live musical elements, quote-unquote, like guitars and shit and what we do, but, you know, all the musical, I don't use, I only use vocal-led samples. If I'm going to use samples at all, so you just like that, everything's colour, or that, like, um, uh, the, the, which is part of the same sample that was used for the journey as well. Um, you know, it's only really vocal. So the rest is performance. And so and I hope that really comes with that kind of happiness, that, you know, kind of arpeggiated, horrible 80s sounding Atari shit that was just a, a bitch to record, a bitch to play, but real good fun as well. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I hope, I hope that, like you say, I hope that translates through uh to, to what we did but i mean i think um on the same vein and in the same vibe um there's a record label out that i'm a big f- uh, out now um or about now uh garage um future garage label uh, i'm a massive fan of and very much influenced by pretty much everyone on on that label and that would be symbols um and one of the first people i heard from symbols was because you spun on your show brains um we sync uh, some breaders coming out of Athens, and uh, this is a tune entitled Cat on Nine Tails. Um, bad man runnings and very much forward thinking. Loving it, loving it.
yeah, that that tune is just pure vibes. The, 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 the things that kill me about it is when I played it on radio, someone in the chat room is like, that sounds like someone's fapping. That was the first comment they had. And yeah, I mean, it's just some bait sounds going on. I don't know what they sampled, but yeah, tune is sick. <laughs> How does man fap at that speed though? What kind of fapping are you doing? Hey, is that the hamster wank? Is that a new thing? <laughs> what the fuck is that? What was you playing at? You're gonna hurt yourself, nigga. Shit, calm down. That's what I would have said to that brother. What do you mean? Is that that's way too quick for fat? Is that a new fat blood? Getting uncomfortable now. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, one of the things I like about that tune is, like you're saying, a random sound. There's a lot of it that isn't on uh, the metronome. There's a lot of it that isn't aggressively clicktastic. There's a looseness to it, and that and that's what I like. There's a kind of there's an avant-garde feel to it. There's like, you know, a real kind of open, like, and stylistically, there, there isn't a full stop against it. It's not a boxed-in track. And for me, yeah, I, I like that because it's just bare potential then, isn't it? Yeah, feeling it, feeling it. Big fan, big fan of WeSync. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from my perspective, I, I just, I, the whole vibe on it is, is sick. And the switch is probably the best part. We were just sitting there bubbling to the bit when it when the vocal comes in. And it's just, yeah, I can't help but lean back and just start skanking out, man. That tune is just, it's got uh, it's got so much just energy and just as you say it's it's fresh it's got potential and it falls very much into the future genre which is the thing that, that we're on right now so I mean there's another cat that's that's big in the future which has been this, this tune's been doing the rounds for a couple of years and um, I can't remember where where the, the girl's from but she's like from round the way her lyrics are deep I like her lyrics still yeah yeah this track also now I realise that she's a massive fan of Fela uh, reminds me of Liz Scott trim trim things so yeah run it run it run it
after this tune's a big sub FM anthem, whenever I drop this, there's probably about three or four chicks that are just, well, they're going a bit bonkers to this. I was going to say something a bit more crass, but uh, this phrase is like, oh my God, I'm melting when they hear this. And like, yeah, it's a, it's got a lovely vibe to it. And it, yeah, it, it's not it's not a traditional skank out sort of tune, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. That's the only word I can really use for it. I think slightly there's a hardness to this tune. I don't know what, it, obviously, you know, he's on the rim shot and on the kind of, Double rim shot, is it a delay? We're not quite, you know, that really kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambiguous vibe he's got going on. But to me, it's still a banger. I don't know how he's managed to achieve a banger that's actually just a chill out Sunday afternoon tune. Um, and like I said before, loving the lyrics. I mean, I like her voice as well. She's a non-obvious, non-R&B, oh my fuck, I've heard that any cunt could do that vocal kind of chick. Do you know what I mean? Like, she sounds like her. You hear her singing, you're like, oh, that's that's that, that's that sound mouse, isn't it? Like, you know? And even how she looks, like a little bit weird, attractive, but quirky. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, feeling it. Big tune, big tune. So, so the next one, I, I was talking about the little hiatus we went on uh, when I started getting into my funky house and, and UKG sort of re-emerged back in 2003, 2004. MJ Cole came with some hectic tunes. That was just when Prolific started getting big again and Watertight came out and that was a tune that I gave to you that you thought was massive. Uh, there was one label that started doing big things, which is True Tiger, which is another label I know you've been loosely affiliated with, but... I, they came out with a uh, revolutionary EP, Watford Weather, which was a uh, scandalous unlimited twisted tune with uh, it was, like, very sample led and it wasn't traditional UKG and those tunes along with some of the other 4-4 bits started coming out, it, it sort of re-energised me to the genre and that's when I started buying vinyl again. Um, Duncan Powell is just, to, to me, was an evangelist of the new sound. He he was future before it was future. I'll say that now. If you listen to his Push EP series that he did where he put out bare free tunes and they were just experimental. And that's why they were free, because they were experimental. But he was basically doing Future Garage before it was massive and it was it was just different um this tune is one of his bigger ones that uh, is not necessarily future garage but it's a bit twisted and it's it's like an r&b sample but the way that he's it's the chops that give it the energy and it's just that this is a tune where i really love the vocal but it's still like more about the vibe but i could still sing along to it and yeah i say so this is duncan powell being future before it's future sort of uh this one was out on true tiger and it's uh, a track entitled looking hard Stop myself from looking hard. I had to have have you for myself, and I couldn't stop myself from looking hard. I seen you from afar, and I couldn't stop myself from looking hard. I had to have have you for myself, and I couldn't stop myself from looking hard. You are the one. You're tight to death. I don't know the words to say to you. All that I know, baby, all I know is that I'm loving what I see and I'm feeling you. You are the long, girl, you're tight to death. I don't know the words to say to you. All that I know, baby, all I know is that I'm loving what I see and I'm feeling you. From afar, and I couldn't stop myself from looking hard. I had to have, have you for myself, and I couldn't stop myself from looking hard. 
myself I'm looking home I had to have a you for myself And I couldn't stop myself I'm looking home You are the bomb Girl, you're tight to death I don't know the words to say to you All that I know Baby, all I know is that I'm loving what I see And I'm feeling you So that tune was massively sought after. Duncan used to rinse that on Vibe FM back in the day, and, and it just it weren't put out. Only certain select man had it, and yeah, I was jealous. I wanted it. I loved that tune. I just loved the I loved the chops and the vibe and the little samples, the way that he's cut it up. Duncan is good at taking one vocal and making it sound completely different, just with a bit of sample tastic skills. This has been a bit of an educational thing for me, because I'm very familiar with that tune. I'm also very familiar. No, let's not talk about True Tiger, but. I think, yeah, for me, I, I, I didn't really consider it the way you just put it. Like, this was future before the term had been coined. But kind of is, isn't it? It, it very much is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you kind of opened the nigga's eyes there still. So as Garage came back, uh, there was a, a massive online community behind it. The Uptown Forums used to be the place where everyone that was a Garage nerd would get together and talk. And Duncan... Yeah, and, and bitch and cry. Yeah, indeed. And Duncan Power was a prevalent member on there as well as loads of the new school community. People like Richie Vibe V and One Dark Martian and Will Phillips before he fucked off somewhere. And even all the big heads like MJ Cole and Carl Brown and Matt jam and even easy they would all go on there at the time i wanted to i wanted to get a piece of that we just started working together we were working in the publishing industry doing the web thing and uh, i launched we launched slick and fresh and as the garage news site and that was that was our launch into just the garage scene and web endeavors as, as a as a product i guess and and we just used to bash up some some stories on garage and always used to be publishing duncan's radio shows and, and all stuff like that and from slick and fresh grew uh, i managed to meet the the guy from one half of artful dodger mr pete Devereaux. Uh, he came to me with an opportunity to do a remix competition for one of his projects the midnight circus so at the time and Midnight Circus had just come out of nowhere and it's like, wow, this tune sounds fresh. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's that guy that was in Artful Dodger with a new dude. And and he's approached me and said, do I want to do a remix competition through Sick and Fresh? He, he liked what Sick and Fresh did. And off the back of that, we did the remix competition for a tune that they had called Move. So they put a pillar out through our site and it was like, right, remix this. And they wanted the scene behind them. Um, one guy that jumped onto this and was the first person with a remix back and, and ultimately had the best remix was a man called Jellybeats. Jellybeats, huge talent. I was very happy to get him down when we done the first birthday bash and getting him playing. I mean, he's just massively talented guy. And I don't think people fully appreciated what he was doing to the keyboard when he was there, but it was a great night. I don't think people in the in the in the bass or garage scene fully appreciate who the fuck Jellybeats really is. This nigga's crazy. I know him as Rendell, right? And I've known Jellybeats for years. I didn't even know the nigga did talking about oh Jellybeats. I was like, who's this? And it was it's fucking Rendell. This guy is a sick musician, and he's actually a massive and. Uh, uh, up until I say very recently, it's probably a couple of years now. An integral scene of uh, an integral part of um, a scene, like a, a collection of live musicians, the, the 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 top tier of which go on to do, you know, sort of 
professional session stuff and and then they feed the newcomers through into the kind of pro scene and he's a massive you know those kind of um jam nights and open mic sessions and shit like that he's a massive driving force behind all of that and i know him through that and already had bare love and respect for man talking about coming back he's not rendell he's jelly beats and he actually had this alter ego from years back and just kills up the fucking buttons on on this thing so yeah rendell was another crossover nigga like me still yeah when we were judging uh, the, the competition we, we, there was a two-step mix that was that was strong it was Legacy's mix that was the one that ended up on the vinyl um, but I was like make sure we revisit Jelly Beats' mix and we turned that shit on and we listened to the strings in the second drop and I just remember everyone in the studio is head bopping like you just you could not help bop to just the beautiful vibe in this tune and it was a rightful winner to the remix competition so the next one we're going to play is is the track that it never came out the, the album never materialised the one that was going to be called Go For The Juggler uh, Midnight Circle album it was unfortunate the project ended up dying a death but um th- this tune is sort of still sitting there and i like to bring it out every now and again as a little gem so so here for you is the back to school mix of uh, of move by the jelly beats
one of the things that you don't really realise about that tune is massively keys led. Yeah, the drums are well generic, but it's the keys, and that's what he man's bringing to the table. That's his flat. He knows how to lean on his strengths and stuff. Obviously, the progression and stuff as well. But yeah, that brings back memories. That brings up memories. But our whole four to the floor vibe, like I said, I mean, if I'm distracted enough by enough melody and like skippiness enough of the progression, I can get down to it. And somebody recently who's made me realise that I don't actually really hate four to the floor. I'm just very selective about what four four shit I listen to is uh, a guy very much kind of um, I don't know if it's deliberate it's probably not deliberate at all but very hipster focused <laughs> kind of dance music really uh, totally enormous extinct dinosaurs I was introduced by, to it by a massive hippie of a live musician to be fair so I think that probably says everything but um, yeah really beautiful vibes going on um, so the next tune we're going to drop and this is you know this is something uh, and someone I'm listening to a lot at the moment and uh more so than indirectly uh, influences what we're doing uh, much to probably uh, brains is disgust this is totally an almost extinct dinosaurs tune called garden featuring a vocalist that at least on uh, youtube hasn't been mentioned but is also massively gorgeous in a non-obvious way got that kind of voice where it's not straight down the middle r&b bollocks and uh tune garden teed
I completely get why you're into that. It's got like the, it's very happy vibe, non-conventional vocal again. It's for me, it's a bit like the Drive um, Drive soundtrack. And if you watch the, actually that film, The Drive with Ryan Gosling. That in there, it's like it's got a bit of an 80s vibe, but it's a bit, it's a bit newer. And it's, to me, it sounds a lot like that, um, but like a house version almost. I, f- I think it's very intelligent and very ironic. And like you said, it's happy vibes. But it's also very melancholy as well. And I like how the way he dresses, talking about I'm wearing a bird cage on my head. That's crazy shit. And a bitch in a video with, oh, uh, yeah, man's wearing a fishbowl. Like, she's wearing a fishbowl, cuz. That's some creative shit right there. I, I, I'm feeling that vibe. I'm liking that dress-up vibe still. That is a beautiful, beautiful segue. So, yeah, that kind of dull vocal, the, the male vocal of the track before, um... I kind of really feel that vibe. It's like, it's about what he's saying. And the dullness of the delivery is actually the emotional content, it's, which in itself is very ironic and to me, very intelligent and intriguing. So uh, loading up now, another Orpheus LDN rhythm um, called A Picture. It's our latest, it's our latest. Uh, still needs a couple of, it's not being mastered. Let, let, let's just say it's just not being mastered. Once uh, that's been done, it's gonna be our next release along with a couple of other little gems. So yeah, load the rhythm one time.
そういう男じゃねえんだじゃあな Now I'm like I think that's one of um, that might be our, our favourite today. My favourite out of what we've done uh, today. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a tune. That's an absolute tune. Yeah, it's one once again. I think we've wrestled with it quite a bit. Um, a lot of refinement. We ain't done wrestling. <laughs> we ain't done. Yeah, it's true. It's true. With each other, nigga, looking at me like that, like, talking about like holding your balls, all scared and shit. No, no, I didn't mean that. We ain't done with the tune, and there's still things to be done. <laughs> Holding my balls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it that, that tune. I mean, that that tune's yeah. I love that tune still. I, 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 there's a lot of elements I really like about it. I love the the contrast between the switch and and the and the melodic half step vibes. I, I love the I love the breakdown towards the end of it as well. But that's probably because I forced you to put that in. Uh, I, I, I like I like a lot about it, and it's just oh, it's, I'm gonna be happy when that one's finally out on the market. I think um, what I'm trying to do, and eventually I'll get there, is find a balance between I like a tune to tell a story. I like you to have gone on a journey, start, middle, and you know what I mean. And even if it's a non-conventional story that you know, you, you, do you know what I mean? It's flipped it. You starting at the end and working backwards, Tarantino style. I don't care. And with the flips of vibe and shit, you know that's massively important to me. But I want to be able to make bangers as well, like that kind of drum step shit that we was listening to earlier, which is just horrid, but all holding on one note really. And I need to learn to kind of meld those two styles together. But yeah, so on to another. Um, Big, big, big artist on um, on Symbols Records. Another brother that I've added a few times. Him, unlike London Electricity, hasn't responded to me uh, at all. But in real life, Castles, bad man, bad man running. Um, can't explain. Tune, absolute fucking tune. Spin it, spin it.
See, when you come to me and you say, oh, I love tunes like this, this is where I get massively happy because it's like, this is the perfect crossover. This is the stuff where right now, this is exactly what I'm into. And this is 100% future. Castle is, is a bad man, ambassador for the sound. Uh, that tune, absolutely sick. We've both said it then, the switch, when it just goes, that when it just completely switches up and clacking over and over again. That is the sound that's probably the biggest part of the track. What the bit, you mean the bit that goes, that bit, not like the um, Power Remix, Wiley's verse, but not but like, yeah, hard, 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 hard. Like, I think you couldn't have phrased it better. Ambassador for the sound. Yeah, man's a bad man still. Bad man. So we're coming on to our last track now. This guy, I've had to flag him up because he's, for me, in 2012, he must have been consistently one of the baddest men just on road. With his sound, with with the new sound, what he's doing is absolutely sick. He's, he's a man I've got so much respect for. He's a man that gives away more free music than anyone, and he could sell. I would pay money for everything he puts out, and... I just he gives it away for free and I love his vibe so much. Yeah, I, I got a twos up with you there, man. Yeah, yeah, man's a bad man. Um, I think he's, I'm only going to repeat what you said. Consistently, the baddest man on road out of 2000. And partly because of his consistency, I love his sound. Um, I love what he's doing. I love how he's pushing out the future boat. Um, great tune to sign off with. It was hard for me to choose one, you know. So this is the one out of all of the fucking sick tunes he's put out last year. This is the one I picked. Is Tote. Man like Tate in the spot. Spot. 
extra fly, extra. Come up in the spot, look it. Come up in the spot, look, look it. Come up in the spot, look it. Come up in the spot, look it. Come up, come up in the spot, look it. Come up in the spot, come up in the spot, look it. Extra fly, extra fly. Come up in the spot, look it. Come up in the spot, look, look it. Come up in the spot, look it. Come up in the spot, look it. Come up, come up in the spot, look it. Come up in the spot, look, look it. Come up in the spot. Look at extra fly, extra fly, extra fly. Look at extra fly, look at extra fly, look at extra fly, extra, extra, extra fly. Look at extra fly, look at extra fly. Look at come up in the spot. So this has been Mr. Brains. And this has been Paul Moadeb. Signing off now, just an introduction to us as Orpheus. Hope you're feeling the rhythms. Hope you're feeling... You, you can't not be feeling what we're feeling still, but hope you're feeling our output over last year, small though it was, and this year, and the coming rhythms that are about to rock you by the nutsacks. One time. Peace, 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 pe